Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we take a look at the new Deathmatch map, the latest hero tees, and the latest league news. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. The first month of the new year is about about halfway done. Um, <laughs> what an eventful month it's been already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not what we were expecting at all. How, how have you been, Kevin? Um, I, I've been I've been okay. I've been trying to get back into streaming a little bit more now that. Um, my workplace that I'm, I'm supposed to be working at um, can't have people in person. So uh-huh. it's kind of problematic when uh, your entire living is making sure that uh, professors get their lectures recorded and then they're just like, oh, yeah, we're not going to bring anyone back for January. So I'm sitting here like, uh, <laughs> what do I do? And they're like, yeah. oh, just uh, we'll, we'll have a meeting tomorrow over Zoom and we'll figure it out. And I'm like, OK, so. At least there's going to be something for me to do. Other than that, um, I've been working on the stream assets and starting to get people to uh, tune in a little bit more and doing some weird things. Um, but yeah, that that's what's been up with me. Um, how about you? Weird things. Weird things. Um, yeah, just uh, doing doing a stream where uh, I have the you know the Securo Perilous attack sound. Yeah, yeah. It's just super loud uh i've i've hotkeyed that to a uh <laughs> what is it uh channel point thing so viewers could essentially just trigger that whenever they want and so i'll be in the middle of a fight and then just all of a sudden you just hear like you know the the scary like loud sound and you're just like oh like, I don't, like it's really funny like i was playing valorant last night and it's like 1v5 and like you have no idea where anyone is at any mm-hmm. any given time, and then like three people jump around a corner and somebody tapped that at the right time, and I was like, oh no, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is. But yeah, um, pretty much that. Yeah. Uh, how about you? How was how was your week? I know uh, it's been quite a mess over here in terms of uh, you know everything that's not inside of our house. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's. COVID is apparently getting worse. Uh, the country is currently tearing itself to shreds. Um, aside from that, I honestly I don't even remember what's happened in the past week or so. Um, I think it's mostly just been reading in cyberpunk. It's mostly been me. <laughs> yeah. I don't have, I don't have the most uh, exciting of lives during the Rona times. Um, I think the only thing really that I've done is just I had a couple of rehearsals for the play I'm in over Zoom. Um, oh, this morning I did have an interview for a uh, uh, another podcast to be on as like an associate or not associate, uh, a production assistant or mm-hmm. whatever. So that would in part of it would involve like editing. Part of it would involve like delivering packages and being in person but i don't currently have a car right now plus it's corona times so i don't know how that would work being in person um yeah not 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 too sure on that but we'll see what happens i i just need to get them a a better idea of my um availability i think they're the same company that did um I just found out about them today, but there's a, a podcast on YouTube called Bad Friends with um, Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee, hmm. I've heard of before. Andrew Santino, I have not. Um, but they're the company that produces that. So I think they're they're probably starting another project or so. And so um, I would, I guess, be helping out on that. But yeah, that's that's me. Yeah, we're staying busy. Uh, that's the one thing. Like we we're not losing our sanity completely. Oh my uh, god! If I didn't have things to do, I would have I would have been just absolutely mindless zombie by now. Exactly. Like I'm I'm trying to keep busy and trying to do things. So 
uh, yeah, we don't become that. Uh, it does, and it also gives us an excuse not to go outside, which is very right? important. Uh, you know, that I'm, I'm glad, you know, we're talking about Overwatch today. We have gaming. The, lots of the, obviously, like, if you're listening to this, you probably play games in some shape or form or at least Overwatch, right? So you're keeping yourself busy. You're, do, you're doing your part. If people are saying like, "Oh, why don't you go outside?" It's like, dude, there's Rona outside. There's no Rona here. Okay, this is this is my house. This we're, is a we're safe, safe zone. This is a safe zone. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. Uh, I especially going into these uh, next couple months, and we'll see. Um, especially we have um, we have the rescheduled Blizzard uh, BlizzCon online yeah. coming. So coming in, I think in like a month, like almost. It's about a month. About a month. So. Yeah hopefully we get a lot more to talk about coming up pretty soon yeah i think blizzard it looks like blizzard's starting to ramp up their uh their teasing for overwatch 2 and stuff um but before we get into into specifically strictly overwatch stuff um there's a couple of just other peripheral gaming things that we could go over that probably uh are pertinent to a lot of the people who listen to this um kevin you should probably you're probably the person to talk to more about this because i'm not a i'm not big on twitch oh yeah Um, but but after the the um terrorist incident that was last wednesday um uh, the the pog champ emote was removed from twitch because uh the um let me find the article yeah uh gutex gutex uh tweeted out um, will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside the Capitol today, or will the hashtag MAGA martyr die in vain? Um, yeah, yeah, Kevin, uh, take it away. <laughs> I mean, th- this is just a mess. <laughs> like, honestly, that's um, it mildly. Yeah, that this is putting it as mildly as possible. There was also another part of it. I don't know if they mentioned it in this one. Where he was saying like he was very anti-vaccination. He believed that the coronavirus was like a was a hoax. Oh, and I was no. like, come on, come on, bro. <laughs> you can't can't be doing that. So that's why a lot of people were like, it's a it's a good and a bad thing. It's really bad in terms of like Twitch culture, right? Uh-huh. Um we're used to saying PogChamp. We know what PogChamp looks like, right? Yeah. Um for, and for those of you who don't, it's the it's the face of like an Asian guy being surprised in a good way. Yeah, it's just like overwhelming. Like, I I guess like a. It, it's just like enjoying the moment essentially. Um, yeah, and really liking what it is. But like we understand that it's tied to something that is not necessarily good. Um, so what we found out is Twitch made the decision uh, to remove PogChamp, the emote. Um, And in response as well, um, there's other sites that allow you to use emotes on Twitch, but like um, essentially they give you more slots um, that you can use, but better Twitch TV um, and yeah, uh, better TTV, if you guys know it as that, um, also removed any form of PogChamp, Poggers and Pog in general. So all of those are literally erased from... uh, from being spammed in anyone's chat, which is kind of, it, it's good. Um, I consider this a win. Uh, this is not, it's not a total win. It's not a, you know, a Hulk meme, but it is, it's a win in terms of like removing Gutex, like from, from Twitch and having that whole thing done. But also um, this forces uh, affiliates like myself and other people who are maybe partner or, um, other things later down the road to create their own version of PogChamp, um, which means people will most likely subscribe to you and follow you and all that stuff just to get your your PogChamp emote. Um, because if it looks good, people will use it and spam it all the time. Um, that that is just how that's how emotes do. Um, what Twitch did though, it's kind of not. It, it's kind of a once again, like a patchwork, like Band-Aid style fix. Um, I think they put in a thing where if you type in PogChamp, it throws in a random emote right now. Um, But there was also another one where they replaced PogChamp with multiple variations of like 
people of different races doing it yeah i heard they were like rotating um, it every 24 hours or something like that yeah and it's it's not like as strong as the original um it's just because like the original has so much context already it's like iconic. built into it it's yeah it's just, it's essentially iconic so it's kind of hard to remove that but at the same time it makes sense to have um to have that removed from from twitch i'm glad that we're having more people look into it and it's going to force more people to be creative but at the same time you know we did lose a big, big part of uh of twitch culture there mm. uh that's going to be something that's going to be written in well i i I saw a meme earlier and it was just like, yeah, guys, I'm kind of tired of living through these historical events <laughs> right? Uh, every five minutes, every five minutes. You know, we had the storming of the Capitol. We, we have, you know, Rona. We have, you know, the, everything else that's going on. Right. And the especially presidency coming up. Yeah. When we're, we're going to have like a, I know later down the line in history, we're going to have like a history of memes class. Like I think there's the history already, of internet culture, one, right? There, there's a couple colleges I know that are already studying memes. Yeah, and it's important because, like, at this point, like, imagine you tying, you know, storming of the Capitol with the removal of PogChamp. You're gonna have, you know, a whole bunch of different things. I mean, if you want to go back even further, it's like why Pepe is considered a, hmm. you know, a symbol in China, and why Winnie the Pooh is still banned. It's just things like that. Oh my God, the Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of out there, but um, yeah, it, it's kind of a big deal, especially for people who do watch, you know, the esports scene on Twitch, people who have kind of grown up with this culture. Um, I don't think that the term PogChamp is ever going away. I just think the emote or the face of PogChamp could change. Um, we don't know what Twitch is going to do. Obviously, we know that it's rotating you know, different things every 24 hours. But um, yeah, they are looking for a new permanent replacement for, you know, the the term PogChamp. So we will see if something else comes up or if we find a replacement. So what, how has the community been reacting to this so far? Are there people who, I mean, of, of course there are people who are going to be like, oh no, you shouldn't have taken it down. We want it back. But like, what's the overwhelming... Um, not overwhelming, but what's the ma the majority responses that you're seeing to this? Um, for most of it, a lot of people were just sad that there's not really a replacement right now. Uh -huh. um, it's like if you took away essentially a part of Twitch that signifies like, you know, an amazing play, like you're you're in shock, you're amazed by exactly what happened. There is no emote that's currently out there that comes default with twitch at least mm -hmm. that people can use um and when it first came out like a lot of people were like oh could we even use pog as like a as a term anymore because like a lot of people say like oh yeah that was pretty pog or you know that was like nobody says pog champ like out loud but or like oh yeah that was pretty poggers like we know what that is it means that that was pretty that was pretty cool that was pretty amazing what you did right but we don't have like essentially a twitch term or something that holds that same meaning anymore which is kind of sad um so obviously the the go-to fix for this is to like create a new emote or to have you know more creators like myself and a ton of other friends of mine to create your own PogChamp emote. Do it now before like they come up with something that's good and nobody looks at your PogChamp emote ever again. So <laughs> you, you got to make sure that you uh, capitalize on this point. But a lot of people are saying like, yeah, it's really difficult to, to get something going, like to express that feeling um, without doing something different. So I'm glad that Twitch removed it in terms of like a lot of my friends are totally for it they're like okay yeah he said some dumb stuff um you really don't want that face representing twitch mm -hmm. so it's better if we find a replacement than a lot of people saying like oh well maybe he didn't mean it or whatever right like a majority of us are saying like yeah he he messed up let's you know find a replacement we'll get it done for sure for sure um 
I had something that I was going to comment, but I have since forgotten it. <laughs> um, I just hope that people uh, start hiring more people to create PogChamp emotes for their own channel. Um, my my tier one sub one is a PogChamp emote. Um, it's called Kanosh Wow because uh, it takes the first six letters of your name. If it's Kanashi GG, it's K N A S H. So unfortunate, but um, yeah, it's Kanosh Wow, and it's just like my original character, not in a full PogChamp one, but it's just like uh, hands on their cheeks, like wow. Uh, that a lot of people spam when they're in my chat so it's really fun um but yeah i would i would think that there would be a resurgence of pog champ derivatives now that it's no longer a twitch mm-hmm. um there's no longer a twitch emote so you're allowed to do that interesting we'll keep us updated on that if anything um solid comes out as like a clear uh favorite of the community interesting stuff um so second on our, our non-Overwatch-related news, um, Riot and Bungie are suing Gator Cheats. So apparently Gator Cheats has been around for a very long time. And I think according to the article that is up on Polygon, um, they're selling cheats for Destiny 2 and Valorant. Uh, access to the cheating software goes from 90 per month to 500 for a lifetime access to the cheat. Um, and it was specifically designed so that uh, Riot and Bungie couldn't detect it with the the systems that they have in place, but obviously um, they know it's there. Um, the uh, according to the article, the lawsuit is up for damages in millions of dollars um, if it goes through. And I honestly I don't see why it wouldn't because you are you are um, by one violating their terms of service and two profiting off of them in in a way that's not intended um but i mean just five hundred dollars for access to a cheat or 90 a month that's insane yeah why would you even play the game at that point yeah it's a crazy amount of money um that you're you're paying to pretend to be good exactly i mean you're not really like sure you could impress some online friends and stuff like that but in the end like when you actually get to a land you're not going to be able to to do it uh there's a lot of there's a lot of people who like focus on anti-cheats and making sure that you know if we know about it we we will ban it we will not make it a thing so yeah i'm kind of happy that you know these game companies are suing for damages they're telling them like hey don't do that <laughs> and yeah they're, they're making it work I, I honestly i really i mean we've said this before but I, do, I don't understand where the enjoyment of the game comes in if you're not actually playing it yourself you're relying on the computer to really play for you at this point um like i mean you can't possibly hope to get good enough to move to a professional league if you're playing with a cheat um so is it like you get some kind of sick satisfaction of just trouncing people even though they're better than you no i guess maybe it's just like the recognition of knowing like people who are up at that level respect what you're doing um but at the same time like if you get caught obviously you're you're no longer you know look that way they're gonna have people who cheat their way through i mean if you want to talk about word.exe uh that is one of the biggest ones in like csgo where like one of the players essentially would plug in a hard drive that had an aimbot in it and it was titled word.exe. And so if anybody is doing some crazy things, they're like, oh man, dude, oh, dude opened up word.exe, dude. Like he's he's actually turned on his his uh, aimbot. But yeah, honestly, it's not it's not good for 
either the player or the game itself. Like it makes the game less fun to play in, but at the same time, it like what satisfaction are you gonna get for five hundred bucks for your entire life, right? Versus buy like, a you know, PS4 and or an yeah. Xbox, whatever. What yeah, it? you can buy literally one? like so many things with five hundred dollars. You can buy a Nintendo Switch and five games, right? Like you can it's just like so so much stuff that you can do. Um and the For fact a free that, game. Yeah, the games are free. Like the fact that you're cheating to get ahead is not good in any sort of way. Like who who's being happy here? Like there there's no winning. Like yes, your KD goes up, but like you you didn't deserve it. You don't deserve that win. You don't deserve, you know, any of that. So it it really does suck for everyone else who's trying out here. And then these guys are just like, oh, we'll just pay pay to win, literally. I wonder why Blizzard, maybe if Blizzard's, if this goes through, would Blizzard do something similar for their games? Um, I think they have before. I think there was another cheating thing that they tried to sue with. Um I don't know if it actually went through though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is a more difficult thing to enforce. Obviously, if your own anti-cheat doesn't pick that up, it takes a lot to figure out if it really works. Mm-hmm. I mean, if any, even if I'm guessing that there's going to be people who are going to whine and complain about this if, if it happens, but honestly, like, the amount of people that you lose is probably going to be severely outweighed by the, uh, the increase in quality of life of your game. Exactly. Like if anything, it will bring back returning players into your game. And with that, it really does help with uh, not only retaining players, but also like retaining like player integrity. Yeah. So, um, I wish these companies best of luck. No one likes a cheater and this will just make our games so much better. I mean, at least I mean, on your end, have you seen a lot of cheating in Valorant when you play? Um, not a lot at my level, but then again, my level is like super low. Um, I, I have the Smurf problem instead, you know, or uh-huh. you just end up playing against people who are just insanely good uh, for no reason. So yeah, it, it's pretty... It's pretty rough, but I know one of my friends, one of the guys who used to play for the Art U Overwatch team moved to Valorant. Um, he's been running into cheaters. He's like one of the... Mm-hmm. He, he's been playing in competitive tournaments and stuff, and he's like, there's a lot of like... I would say there's a lot more wall hacks uh, versus like in the higher ranks than a lot of people think. So it's a lot to really worry about. Okay, good to know. Because I mean, like it's like you're talking about the lower end stuff. Uh, same thing for me in in Overwatch. It's that it's not the uh, it's not the cheater problem. It's the the Smurfs and throwers problem that I run into. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's move into the actual Overwatch section of this podcast. Um, the new map is live, Kanazaka, or is it Kanazaka Kanazawa? Kanazaki, right? Kanazaki. I was wrong on both fronts. Um, Kanazaki is not live. It is the new deathmatch map that was um, never actually intended to be a map. It was just a, a, uh, a test run for one of their new hires for Overwatch 2. The team liked it so much that um, they said, you know what? You already made it. Let's make it a thing. So uh, you can go play it now on all platforms. It was on the PTR for a while, um, but now it's on wide release. Um I was able to play it a little bit today. Have you touched it, Kevin? I haven't touched it yet. I think I'm going to get the crew together to go and get our wins. Um, nice. Like we like we technically do. Yeah, you. Ha- I think you had it right on the first one. Kanazaka. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, that is the right one. Um, but yeah, it is... Uh, V and I walked through the map a couple times um, just to see what was up. We obviously saw that, uh, you know, the Fox uh, yokai spray and stuff like that. The, you know, what what was her name? Brit, the other uh, yeah. 
the mecha, mecha hero. Yeah, the other mecha hero. So it's just really interesting um, to look over all of this stuff and take a peek at, you know, what what's new? What what are the what is the Overwatch team really looking into? Um, the one thing that I'm I'm a little disappointed in, uh, you cannot. There are no cats on the no, map. No, there are not. No, no indestructible cats, which should have been a thing. Um, I really wish there were. When you place a turret on the, there's a dog in like a bowl of ramen. You cannot put the turrets on the dog. Um, you can put it. It lands on the wall behind the dog, but like you can't have like some metro turrets spinning on the dog. Um, kind of unfortunate. There was a lot. They might patch if we if we demand it from them. Uh, they might add it just to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's a funny little nod that we could add here and there. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting to walk around the uh, the map. It really reminds me of, I forgot what the map is called um, in, oh man, I'm throwing myself way back here. But in uh, Team Fortress, there's one with a spire in the middle that was like two floors up. Um, like two or three floors high and like there the control point is at the very top so like you would have to spiral an entire staircase in order to get there um it kind of reminds me of that map where it's just like there's a big spire in the middle like you have to huddle around maybe like get some kills here and there but it was interesting to see um you know this kind of map it's just so there's so much detail in there that you have yeah. to go and run around and find um so there's we'll a lot see. of the mix between the modern and the uh the traditional cultures yeah and it's really fun to look at like i highly recommend if you haven't gone on uh kanazaka yet go for it go in there like take your time walk through each piece there's like there's a couple of like convenience stores Apparently, Vivi's Adventure has like its own game station, like where really where they like quote unquote like developed it, but like you can't go to the third floor, uh, so you're just stuck there at the boutiques. There's a lot that like you can look into, and it's really fun. To arcade, which is fun. Yeah, like claw games. That's how they get you, literally in the first floor. Um. But yeah, this is definitely something that'll hold us over for a little bit. It is another free event, so we might as well, you know, take a shot at it. Get get the Hanzo, get the Hanzo skin. Um, I don't like it. I mean, he he looks too gangster. <laughs> I, I read it's <laughs> the uh, the reaction I've seen to it. It's that um, that meme of Steve Buscemi trying to be young, where it's like he looks like oh, yeah. an old dude trying to act like a young dude. Hello, how do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, I, I can, <laughs> I can see got, that now. He just put sunglasses on and wore orange. That's the yeah. only difference. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they needed to give him a little bit more of a spruce up. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Hanzo got the skin instead of Genji. I feel like Genji's got a ton. But uh, yeah, Hanzo, this is, this is something else. But... Yeah, make sure you look over the map. It may or may not be something that translates over into different game modes later on. Yeah. Um, I tried it on a couple of the uh, the deathmatch uh, rounds that I played today. Um, at first, I was just like, okay, I'm not even going to try to win. I just want to look around this map. And then people kept on killing. I was playing as Reaper just because uh, I like playing Reaper on deathmatch. But all these tracers were just coming up behind me and killing me um even though i was like i was alternating between the actual uh deathmatch map and just like a, a custom game mode that people set up but they just kept killing me so i just i don't know i went on a, a tracer killing spree at one point and i did get you get a, a box for um beating it the first time but I, I need to just go and explore it because it's so well done like i really i'm really glad that they put this in it's a there aren't too many of the the deathmatch maps out there, um, but I think it's my favorite one, definitely. Yeah, and obviously for me, I wish that I wish that this was a full map. You know, like oh, it'd be so cool. Like we had two CP, which was like 
you know, Hanamura is a two CP map. Like if if Kanesaka was a uh, was like a control point map where there was like three versions of it, I would play it. But then they would be like, oh well, they're they're doubling up. They're on different places and stuff like that. And I I would have been like, okay, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I feel like this as a control point map would be really interesting to to see. You know what'd be cool that I just thought of right now? Mm. If they did kind of a uh, uh, kind of like a, a Yeti hunt mode, but like more of a hide and seek mode where it's Hanzo and or Genji uh, versus a, a, a full team like that. Cause mm. like, it's like Hanzo being hunted by the, uh, the rival clan. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been fun. And it, there's so many places to hide in this map. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we tried to do something like that. Like, I know that Gary's mod has, you know, prop hunt. Um, mm-hmm. If they had a version of that for Overwatch, it would definitely be a lot of fun to see. Um, and it would be a really fun play. Um, play on the whole, you would consider Fox Yokai um, kind of a theme that they have going on mm-hmm. throughout this map. Um, foxes are known for being like super mischievous and sneaky and stuff if you Slides really wanted to do it yeah you really wanted to do it give genji you know like a fox skin or something like that uh, don't don't completely you know lucio uh fox skin it but like you know give him something and then just play prop hunt um it would be really fun to see at least it'd be so cool to do prop hunt in overwatch uh it's one of the one of the weirdest but i think probably the best modes i've ever seen in a game <laughs> yeah um so kevin have you, have you have you been to japan before you have right i have okay uh, how does how does like looking at kana's uh kanazawa or kanazaka kanazawa i can i'm, I'm mixed up kanazaka kanazaka okay how does Ka- looking at kanazaka understanding it's like 70 years in the future uh-huh. um which honest interesting enough a uh, sigma i think is like what only like 10 years old at this point like living yeah. in 2020 um, he's only 10 right now so high future sigma um but considering that this is like a future version of japan like how does it compare to what like japan is actually like um yeah when i was when i did stay in japan for like i think it was 10 days um we were more in the city aspect of it um but we did go out and look at a couple shrines in like smaller places that we definitely wanted to check out and I would say that this is very traditionally Japanese in a way, but it's got a kind of a fusion of both. Like I would say busy street life as well as like, mm-hmm. you know, the tranquil like outdoor extra side pieces. Um, the best way how I could describe it is like, there is a lot of restaurants that are like tightly packed inside of like, alleyways that is something that we see a lot in japan um but it's never like around a building like this so um unfortunately you won't find a uh kanazaka like one for one like copy of it anywhere in japan but when you do go you'll be able to see like okay yeah this is the reason why the ramen shop looks like this like why is it only a you know, a countertop or mm-hmm. why, uh, you know, a cat cafe exists. Cat cafes are really popular. Um, they also have some for other animals. If you're, if you're more interested in like hedgehogs or rabbits or birds, uh, they Bird got them. cafe sounds messy. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's loud, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's interesting. You could definitely go and like explore around. I would highly suggest like, if you wanted to, see kind of what these look like you have to go to the big city and then go to like a small shrine um Mm -hmm. that's the best way to really like feel everything that comes in here um to anyone who is considering going to japan when rona is over do you have any like suggestions of places like that to visit um not off the top of my head i don't remember everything immediately like i could recommend city places because like i had a lot of fun doing that (laughs) um i'm a huge like i i would say yeah i'm a huge gaming nerd in general 
so it's really nice to like if you stay in the big city like uh either a prefecture in tokyo or like um in tokyo itself there are arcades like they're open to like i think two or three in the morning uh and yeah you just go in just don't stay on the first floor you will lose a lot of money there uh first floor is always claw games that's how they get you in and then the games get progressively more try hard the higher or lower you go um i know that they have like there was one place that had like a street fighter tournament going on like in the basement and they did it that way because they knew that the players were gonna be coming in and out often so Hmm. it it is just interesting to know like you know the layouts of everything and you know exploring shops um and yeah ask the locals they they are very uh they're very helpful even if you don't know japanese you can ask them majority of the people in tokyo could at least help you get through with english um but yeah it, it would be nice to pick up a little bit of japanese along the way you know yeah So along with this new uh, map announcement, um, we do have a new hero tease that came out. Um, It is, it came out in the form of a, uh, a letter. Um, It's called correspondence post for Toshiro Yamagami. Um, And it's, it's, they, they posted a photo of it and it's written in the actual Japanese kanji. It, is kanji the right word? Is there another name for the symbols? Because I know there's like what three alphabets for. There Japanese? are three alphabets. Uh, I would say the just the I don't I don't know. It's just language <laughs> at this point, dude. Uh, but yeah, it, the runes. Yeah, just the the moon runes, man. You just have to <laughs> look at it. Hope that you're getting it okay and uh, you're not getting completely destroyed by letters. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I've had friends who've tried to learn Japanese, and they're just like, "I can't do it. There's just too many. There's three alphabets, too many letters, too much." <laughs> yeah, it, it's super weird too. Like the ruling for it, there's like, <laughs> there's different rules for when you use certain uh, alphabets. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> the basic, the most basic of basic is like um, hiragana is used for Japanese words and describing Japanese in general um katakana is used for romanji or english words uh that are like kind of broken down in a way so like toire like toilet is toire um do you spell uh-huh. that in katakana or um basu <laughs> like things that are like it's english but it sounds like japanese uh that that is written in a different alphabet and then kanji is like wingdings you you look at it and you're just like what is this and they're like oh well it's got the symbol for tree three times so it's a forest and i'm like oh and then you look at this one and there's like you know 18 different strokes and they're like oh you see the stroke was written after this one so it means this and you're like uh sorry (laughs) Make it easier, please. <laughs> Three trees means forest. Wait, how do you, how would you even know like what order the stroke was written? Uh, they're they're just like, oh well, it was the first one and it's the largest one at the top. And I'm like, oh uh, no, <laughs> like it, it's just weird. It's just crazy hard sometimes. Like mountain range, like some of them are just simple. It's like if there's three people together, it's like a a family. Like other ones are like, you know, the, the forest one is pretty simple where you just see like three trees and you're like, oh, okay. So that's a forest. And then you see ones where it's just like, you know, it's mountain, but it's crossed out and it's got like a upside down you in it. And you're like, uh, <laughs> is this, is this what, what it is? And yeah, it, it's just different. You just have to learn how each different thing is written. So and it's then like writing in ancient Japanese emojis. Yeah, it's like it is emojis, but like not every single one is an emoji. <laughs> so anyway, um, the the letter is pretty much it's it's more lore. It's uh, teasing a the newest hero. Um, so apparently, 
this this person Toshiro Yamagami uh, used to be the swordsmith for the um, Shimada clan, and his his wife, who's writing this, um, Asa, used to be like the master swords teacher for uh, Genji and uh, Hanzo, um, and ever since the uh, the Shimada clan has fallen, the entire village of Kanazaka has been taken over by the Hashimoto clan. Um, and while the the Shimadas were criminals and they were like taking um, cuts of, of businesses for the protection or whatever, um, at least Asa writing this says, at, at least the Shimadas had honor, at least we were uh, happy to have them here. Whereas the Hashimoto are just brutal, beating people in the streets and just taking way too much. Um, and the, the letter ends by saying that there, there's someone or a group of people who are, are causing trouble with the Hashimoto. They're attacking them, which are the causing the Hashimoto to get angry and attack back. So what she's going to do is she's going to go out in the street that night and, and fight against whoever's attacking the Hashimoto, not because she likes the Hashimoto, but because she loves her village. And uh, if they keep going, attacking the the new uh crime lords then pretty much there's going to be nothing left of the village soon enough um but all this talk of blades is leading everyone to say okay so either our new hero is going to be uh asa or their daughter because at the very beginning of the letter um it's implied that uh their daughter was given a, a gift of a, a brand new sword um, so it's implied that our new hero is going to be either uh Asa or their daughter, or and that um, the hero is going to be using primarily blades, is what we're getting from this. Mm. Still not a lick of Zenyatta lore, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this, this is really interesting for me. Um, the one thing that I remember, um I didn't get a chance at playing the open beta when it started um, uh -huh. in Overwatch, but a lot of my friends did. They said Genji used to have a mechanic where if you got hit by a shuriken, you would bleed. Um, and so essentially, mm. like, you take little damage at the beginning, and then you take chip damage over time. Uh -huh. um, I wonder if they're going to bring that back for this character, where it's like, it does, like, literally, like, 20 damage to start, but it will tick. Um, it'll take like 10 away um, for like every like every half second or something like that. And then you would have to treat it kind of the same way how it would probably be a middle ground between like Genji and Hanzo in like in terms of like fire rate. But it would the, the point of it is that it puts pressure on them and it it eats up more time, um, which is an interesting thing, uh, an interesting concept when it came to it. Um, and also, like, Genji's dash when he would hit, um, when it, it would reset the timer for, for the bleed. Mm -hmm. So, essentially, there's, like, a set amount of timer. I think it was, like, um, 10 damage uh, per second over 5 seconds or something like that. So, it's really not that much. But, like, when you start getting chipped away by these things, they start eating a lot of your HP. And you just have to take your time with it. You have to be like, okay, I'm taking damage. I have to back up. I have to, I have to get healing. So I'm really interested in seeing what they do with the blade aspect. Is it going to be, you know, how derivative is it going to be of Genji? If anything, um, Genji and Hanzo, since they are kind of in that same realm, or does she play in like a completely different style? Does she, will she be able to grapple to the wall? Like the, like the assassins in the uh, Rialto mission, you know? Like, that would be another interesting thing to see. We know that that mechanic is available, um, but, you know, it give, gives her mechanic. a little bit more... Yeah, pounce mechanic. A <laughs> just a pounce and, like, dive mechanic on a knife hero would be scary. Uh, but it would be interesting to see. Um, we know that this character wants to kind of be... Like, you know, hidden in the shadows. They're kind of helping out the rest of the the town, essentially, by 
protecting them right so either if it's asa or the daughter um they they love their they love their town a lot um and they want to protect it so they they will have that sense of justice uh going into it so we'll see where they decide to land um if it's going to be like you know a hawkeye situation from avengers where it's like you know i'm i'm an assassin don't give me hope you know it's just uh it's more of like a i'm a, I'm a rogue i'm gonna do what i want or is it like okay yeah i will align with x or y or you know maybe our town is too starved maybe we have to team up with talent or something like that it's just like an assassin for hire again i mean when you're talking about the the chip damage thing it could just be uh all you would really have to do is tweak the uh the fire damage from torbjorn from his uh splooge yeah that or the uh or treat it the same way how um ash's dynamite works like, yeah you, yeah you, you do take like chip damage over that um but like that as an attack i feel like would be mm-hmm. you know not only is it annoying to get chipped away by things like that but um it would be an interesting thing to see um it, another dps hero would makes it you know we're all still like oh my god okay another one uh thanks echo but yeah at the same time uh i feel like that's the only proper way of really doing this character if they are going to release it that way I, my thing is like it'd be interesting if if we want if they wanted to go the route of like a small initial hit um then chip bleeding damage you could i guess you could compound it so that the more that you're hit just the more bleeding is applied and then you just it's eventually there's no way you can outheal it yeah like a toxin damage kind of thing where it's more like poison darts um mm-hmm. i i would hate for this to do like chip damage and then like well i mean it could be a thing like abilities wise where it's like chip damage like wall pounce kind of thing um and a slow I feel like if you gave her a slow ability, it, it's a little too much. Um, but I can see it potentially being a thing where it's just like one target slow um, gives you the ability to close out and uh, deal damage. But yeah, it, we're brainstorming a lot for a character who we know very little about. Um, <laughs> nothing about. We had absolutely, absolutely nothing about. Um, another thing that I want to point out in this letter is that she does mention the Fox spirit. Um mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if the character is going to be like, you know, donning a fox mask, um, kind of going in in my eyes. I see it kind of like, um, what's his name from Persona 5? <laughs> uh, the, 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 the fox guy, fox, fox name. I, I, I'm just losing track. Yeah. Yusuke. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely see, you know, that kind of style of character coming through uh, if they do decide to implement that into the character. So there's a lot to, lot to look into and a lot to look forward to, which is obviously what we're excited for in the Overwatch community. So now we have, what is it? Sojourn confirmed. We have uh, Asa or Daughter confirmed. I'm pretty sure MAGA has been confirmed in the past. So we have at least three uh, Junker Queen rumored. So we're at least getting four within hopefully the early span of when Overwatch 2 comes out. I'm hoping for maybe a tease of this new hero at BlizzCon. Um, or if not BlizzCon, they'll, they, they could potentially choose to delay it till um, like in the mid between BlizzCon and when it releases if they want to keep if they want to play a longer game and want to keep us interested as time goes on. Um, but yeah, we're good to know that they're working on something. Um, so in addition to the, the new uh, map and the announcement of this new hero, um, we did get a, uh, a new live patch to the, the main server that was moved over from the experimental. Um, it's, it's mostly uh nerfing um so ash's aim down her sights has been reduced from 80 to 75 and the recovery time 
uh, to compensate has been reduced from 0.7 to 0.65 seconds. And the reason that they're doing this is because um, with the damage boost that she typically gets, she's able to um, take out 200 HP heroes a little too easily for the team's liking. So they they made her faster to recover from her shots, but her shots are uh, less effective. Um, for Hanzo, uh, they wanted to improve how his storm arrows felt, so they increased the uh, or they reduced the recovery time from 0.3 to 0.25 seconds in between the arrows. And while that doesn't seem like a lot, the team said that uh, combined over five arrows, um, it actually does have a good effect. I hate this next change. Um, they wanted to uh, require a higher commitment to the placement of Sigma's barrier and open up additional opportunities for counterplay. So his barrier went from one second cooldown to 2.5 seconds of cooldown. They almost tripled our cooldown for his his shield, which I really hate. I really hate it. <laughs> um, and for Wrecking yeah. Ball, the last one is that um, they felt that he was a little bit too survivable um, and able to crowd control a little bit too well. So they toned down his adaptive shield. So instead of 100 per target, now it's 75 per target. Um, and then there are a couple of bug fixes to go through. But uh, while I, I guess I, I'm iffy about the Wrecking Ball one because um, he's generally very easy to eliminate on his own. Um, I don't play enough Ash or Hanzo to really comment on that, but just, ah, uh, they just keep killing Sigma. Yeah, that, that change is kind of big. Well, I wouldn't say kind of big. It's really big. Um, what this does to Sigma is essentially say, like, your barrier is going to take so much longer to place around. You're going to just see a lot more D.Va or Zarya. Like, mm -hmm. that's all it did is, like, it made him just less viable, um, which is really unfortunate. I, I'd rather see, you know, some crazy Sigma play. But if, you know, that's the way how Blizzard wants to go about it, then, yeah, <laughs> go for it, I guess. Uh, this is this is just, I guess, a break in between the official Overwatch stuff and the official League stuff. But um, someone made a smash game in overwatch as a as a custom game mode it's really cool um it's called button bash bros brawl uh it's it currently i guess in the beta testing mode right now for this um mode created by naya walking and um who's the other creator can't find the other creator um one of the creators is naya walking um if you want to look at the uh the website it's workshop.code slash xowpv um there there's a whole list of how to get it into battle also how to get the uh correct music to play because it gets it has smash music in it um but it's really cool uh it's really cool how uh, the community has been able to to take the assets of the game and, and recreate stuff in it because um they're using the piano as a state a piano in paris as a stage uh, to play both to both play the music and to to fight on so um it's only on pc just because you need to to download things and change the code but uh if any of you play and want to tell us about it let us know or kevin you can try it and let us know yeah i have to get the people together and maybe test this out um but yeah to to do something like this is very creative. And I think there was a version of this prior to them uh, having the scaling issue. Um, and I think this is just the, the child of having the original like arena knockoff thing. Um, but also like now that we have, you know, characters scaled down, um, it, it really does help out with the way how the game plays completely. So um yeah this does look like a cool little workshop mode uh maybe i'll test it out uh when when we get some friends together and uh see how it works all right so moving into the league stuff um we have a few uh topics that came up during the week uh kevin want to take it away 
Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest ones is the retirement of Ons. Um, and as, you know, as an SF Shock fan, I do follow him quite a bit. Um, he he mentioned, you know, mental health being one of the biggest reasons that he's he's retiring. He says, you know, it, it's not just the coaches and the mental strain of everything, but also like, you know, maybe he just needs to take a break. Maybe he'll come back. But he is saying, you know, he wants to take a break for his mental health. Um, and yeah, this is, I really like this. I know a lot of, um, a lot of players or a lot of people, uh, from, you know, around the league are like, oh man, he's like one of the, uh, one of the best snipers in the game. He's like retiring. Um, are the SF Shock still going to be viable? I mean, we just picked up Nero and Glister. I don't think we're really, you know, that far off right now. Um, but yeah, they're like Linkser commented on it, told him like, you know, it, it's good that you're taking this break. Um, he says, I'm going to miss the duels, you know, the one V ones. Um, but yeah, he's really excited. Um, and I really think that, you know, Ons, if you wanted to take this mental break, he, he mentioned his coaches, um, in his, uh, twit longer where he was saying like, without the coaching staff, um, he probably would have not even signed in the first place. Um, he, he needed somebody to tell him that, you know, even if he messed up, like there are moments to get better. Like there, there's always, you know, another shot and, you know, Ons takes those shots and, you know, connects in some of the biggest, biggest ways possible. Um, so I'm glad that he is taking this break. I, I don't like want to say that, you know, he's retires, he, he should be done with Overwatch, but um, if he does come back to Overwatch, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, where he wants to go. Um, and also, like, how much more he's willing to, like, talk about, you know, his mental health. Right. And, you know, what he can really provide for other players in the league. My question is, he he's in his twit longer. He mentions that he was a, uh, a quote-unquote, a, a problem for his other teammates. And I, I, my wonder is, what does he mean by he was a problem for his other teammates? Um, Ons is known for, I, I would, I think in the locker room, they were saying, like, you know, he, he tilts, he's very, he's a very emotional player. So, like, uh-huh, okay. if he's not doing well, he's, like, really bummed out. Or, like, if he's doing super well, he's, like, hyper excited. But he's saying, like, you know, sometimes the shock doesn't have a great map or something like that. And like his mental state would just like dip completely. Like he would go, he, he would just be gone after like maybe even the first round. And they were saying like, we, we really need, like, it, it's fine. Like he finds a way to climb back, but like having that whole like roller coaster of emotions after a certain point just really hurts. Uh, the gameplay in general hmm. so he was saying like you know what i want to figure out how we can chill figure out all this and uh go from there okay understood um well best of luck to ons he did great in the season we had him for um and hopefully this isn't the last we see of him hopefully he he is able to um find a better mental health state for him and hopefully eventually come back to the league. Um, so moving on, another one that I found on Twitter is apparently even after retirement, Sinatra still is the highest viewed Overwatch player page. Hmm. Um, I, this could, is I could probably see that. I think it's Overwatchopedia. Let me check. It's from... Oh, Liquipedia Overwatch. Yeah, Liquipedia Overwatch. Um, mm. Yeah, apparently he... The, the list is number one, Sinatra, two, Sleepy, three, Super, four, XQC, five, Ons, um, six, Chipsa, wow, <laughs> seven, Trefor, eight, Rascal, nine, Carpe, and ten, Tayo. I think the Sinatra number is a bit of a 50-50. I mean... Um... I guess, I guess the best way of saying it is like Sinatra, um, he's also pulling from his Valorant like search histories, technically. Mm-hmm. So I you would expect him to be up there. Right, um, right. 
he, he's going to be searched up on Liquipedia. Liquipedia is just like the Wikipedia for esports. If you guys need to go check that out. Um, but yeah, when when it comes to Sinatra, he's definitely going to get the hits on that. The ones that are really interesting to me are, you know, the, the next four, right? I kind of expected, you know, like Super to be up there and Ons to be up there because they, they're like kind of out of nowhere players and people are probably interested in seeing them. But Sleepy, Sleepy hasn't played Overwatch since like what season did he retire last season or was it remember two, uh, two seasons like probably a season ago but he is a very popular streamer i watch him all the time he's a really chill dude um but yeah i'm surprised that he's got the number two slot here um he, he is a really down-to-earth chill guy but he's more he's on the streaming half for the most part and then obviously xqc um still has a streaming career so a lot of people are probably still looking at him uh, to just be like, oh, well, yeah, he did have this Overwatch career at some point. Like, there's a reason why he knows what he's talking about. There's a reason why, you know, uh, Team Canada is still in contention and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But still, it's it's for, for Sinatra. I mean, that's a huge testament to, like, even with the other uh, numbers coming from like Valorant and stuff, like that's a huge testament to the impact he had on the game. Yeah, he's just like one of the best players in all of esports right now. He went from, you know, being a toxic, like salty kid in his basement. Uh, and then by the time he turned 18, like everybody was like, oh man, dude, he's, he's overrated. He's just out here. He's toxic as hell. Like nobody wants to play with him. But uh, under the coaching of, you know, Krusty and, and the rest of the staff, like, it they, they turned him from you know this this toxic kid in the basement to one of the biggest superstars in the league. So um he, he did really well obviously in his Overwatch run and he's still trying to make a run in his Valorant run. So still a lot to look at. Yeah and so the next one that I found this one's kind of funny. Uh according to the Soul Dynasty Twitter page, um Sabiolbi has has asserted his dominance in the uh the Soul Dynasty team. Um, by by farting on the coach, yeah. <laughs> um, if if that's uh, just why uh, that's SBB for you. I mean, he just wants what? to, you know, he'd be like, "This is my shoulder now." Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a very, it's a very like buddy buddy thing, I guess. Like if some dude like came up into my place and just like farted on my shoulder, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to make friends." I'm like, "Dude, don't put your <laughs> don't put your butt stench on me, dude. This is not this is, we're not animals out here. It, it's all good. Like somebody get the room spray. Like that's honestly how it is." And I think on on SBB's own Twitter, I haven't looked at it in a while, but he said I, he was trying to make friends. Is that how they make friends in Korea? I I, I don't know. Man. I feel like that's I, how like twelve year olds in America make friends. Art on each other. I, I I guess. Oh boy. Um. I, I don't worry, Kevin. I'm not gonna fart on you. Please please stop. Uh, <laughs> um. Do we have any other uh leaders? Any new casting or not castings? Um. Any new pickups signings? Um, not that I know of. Um, I think the league has been relatively quiet. Um, if there was anything, I probably I probably would have gotten pinged by it. But there, there really wasn't much going on. I think that we're just cruising until we figure out when the beginning of the next season is. Um, and then around that time, usually they'll start signing a bunch of players, and we'll see where they go from there. Um, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of interesting things to look at, and I hope that. You know, we have something good going on and going through. Anything else we want to end with this week? Um, don't procrastinate. Get your skins. Uh, people almost forgot during the winter event. This is kind of like, this isn't a really big event that a lot of people will know about either. So make sure that you get this done. Uh, you have two weeks. So, I mean, we could always talk about it next week. But 
uh, the sooner the better. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about the uh, the new Overwatch map, all that all that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, stay safe, guys. Um, if you ever want us to, to look at anything particular, send us a message, and we will see you next week. Adios. Next week, we'll scour the internet and update you on any news from the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.